Welcome to episode 73 of the True to You podcast. It feels really good to be saying that and we are on the eve of the end of 2020. What a year it has been. So thank you. Thank you for coming along for the ride. My guest for today's episode is a very special woman and someone who is very dear to my heart as well. After a chance meeting at the end of last year, about a year ago, Sue and I started working together. She decided that she wanted to really go next level with her business. Sue is an artist, she paints, and she was at that point where she had had one exhibition and she really wanted to open new doors, open new opportunities, create a gallery space within her home and explore some of those things that she felt could be holding her back. But in the end, what she has created this year has been absolutely incredible. And I'm really, really pleased to be able to share her story with you. She is very well known in our community and has had a couple of businesses before this period of her life where she has decided to, as I would say, double down on her creativity and start to make a living from her art. So I really hope you enjoy this beautiful, thoughtful conversation with Sue Atkinson. This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Hang on a minute. After today's episode, you might be ready to race out and get started on those goals for 2021. However, before you do that, I really recommend you check out a great freebie that I created called Design Your Business Vision. Now, this was created to help women who are starting from scratch, who have the seed of an idea and they don't know where to go to next. Or maybe it's the woman that's making the pivot in her business and she wants to recreate her vision, create a new vision and a new direction. This is a great exercise to gain clarity on your why, learn how to double down on your zone of genius. I love that stuff. Learn practical elements of your business, like how much time you have to spend, what financial investments you need to be making and give you space to generate new ideas that align with this vision. To grab your copy, simply head to the show notes and click the link or type in rubymarsh.com into your browser and drop your details in at the top of the page. I can't wait to hear what you create. I have a very special interview for you today. I am actually sitting down with Sue in her home, surrounded by her art. Literally, as I'm speaking, I'm looking around and seeing art on the walls. 
she is going to be opening a gallery space in her home in 2021, which is a very, very exciting goal and something that she should be super, super proud of. Mm -hmm. uh, this has been a journey that I have been part of for the last year and uh, Sue really stepping into her calling as an artist. And so welcome Sue to the True to You Thanks. podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is a really, really uh, poignant time because we literally met a, mm -hmm. about a year ago, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And we crossed mm -hmm. paths and we had a spark and then reconnected in the new year and everything's unfolded from there in yeah. a really great way. Yeah. <laughs> now, I would love to know, has art always been part of your story? Yeah, um, well, creativity has been. Um, I can remember as young as five being in kindergarten and being given paper and crayons and it was just like oh yeah I know how to do this so I, I do remember drawing a horse and and naturally doing the shadows and then looking at it and then thinking oh yeah like that's that's cool like that's good I was quite proud but yet I hadn't been taught or had any any um, kind of uh, teachings in regards to where I put shadows and placement of certain things so then from there it just progressed with me you know, finding anything I could at home, charcoal or paper. And, but then I always had to do something with my hands, whether it be um, creating something out of a clay or uh, assembling um, flowers in a vase or even gardening. And then later on, then making my own clothes and my daughter's, my three daughters' clothes. So there's always been creation, like creating beauty mm. and also rooms. So I'm passionate about architecture and houses and rooms. But then I always go back, I guess, to the, I, th I think, the core calling of, of the creativity, which is my art. And it's just progressed and progressed and progressed over the years yeah. to this point where I'm now about to open a studio but it also is in the family okay a very strong creative thread that runs through from as far as I can remember great 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 uncles to to my mother to my grandparents to my brothers and sister and, and uh, yeah and valuing art as a career that's that's a question yes. that a lot of us contemplate as creatives, can I make a living out of this? Mm -hmm. You had examples of women and men in your family, people around you that have perhaps sold their art or had art as mm. a major part of their life. Mm. Were you encouraged to pursue art? Was art seen as a career or did you choose to go a different route knowing that you'd always have art, drawing, or your creativity threaded in there somewhere? It never, it never came to mind that it would be ever, ever be a career because there wasn't that seed sown at a young age mm. anyhow. It was in the 70s, you leave school, you'd get a job. You know, my dad um, organised business college for me, which was the complete opposite, like such a polar opposite to what I wanted to do. And I became a secretary for many years but would always draw occasionally. But it never occurred to me that the thing I, I received joy from and was good at 
could actually be, um, uh, I guess, what is it when something is kind of brought out from the depths, I guess, from, from deep inside of me into something that could provide me with an income or mm. even some kind of gesture from someone that they receive joy from it. It was, I don't know why I was doing it. Um, and no one in my family ever, apart from uh, siblings, have ever done it as a career anyhow. Mm. But it was, no, there was n not really any encouragement. And because I was good at it at primary school, there was a lot of, uh, I guess, um, bullying. Okay. And a lot of jealousy. Yeah. So then you hide that, you hide your light, yeah. and then you don't bring it out because you're fearful that you're going to. So that, that seed of criticism began at a very young age as well. Don't express your gift because it receives negative responses. Yeah. So then I took that with me as well. Oh, those experiences so, yeah. as children are. Yeah. We think back to how young we are, but they're so pivotal. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, and 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 I guess it, it's interesting. It's such a natural thing for me to do wasn't actually um, seen by anyone mm. in my family and mentored. So, um, yeah, I'm really good at mentoring others. <laughs> I love to encourage others, but then I didn't encourage myself because I really, and if I did receive any encouragement, I didn't, I didn't actually respond to that in a positive way either. It was mm. something, oh no, I don't deserve this encouragement. So it's really been a really complex journey. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> In some ways, though, are you mm. thankful that mm. at this point in your life you did decide to unravel some of those mm. threads of your story mm. and say, well, those things happened, mm. but I think this is my time. I think this is something I've got to do. Well, they're, built, they're, they're like bricks, I yeah. guess. So you've got your foundation and you think, well, I have a choice. I mean, you're always going to get disappointed. That's a fact of life. But you, you can, as far as discouragement goes, you can remain in that discouragement or you can further yourself. So it was like building bricks for me mm. and building, okay, that's another brick and another and another and I'm getting there and I'm getting there. Because you can't deny the gift. Like I found that this calling was just getting stronger and stronger to the point where with adversity you always learn. Like your problems just... If you see it as a problem, you'll remain there, but I didn't see it. I thought, okay, this has happened. How can I further myself and um, grow from this? Yes. Yeah. 2020 has mm -hmm. been a wild year, to say mm -hmm. the least. <laughs> and it's so nice that we are sitting together in each other's company to mm -hmm. do this because I know that many people also don't have that that privilege of having these mm. conversations mm. it's been it's been a crazy year it's been a hard year yet with all that and you just spoke to spoke about adversity and difficulty mm. with all that aside many of us have also gotten to a point where I think we've seen what's gone on that it's also been a catalyst a really positive catalyst mm. for us to declare that this is our year to finally do the thing that we've said we've been doing mm. wanting to do for years and primarily with the women that I work with that's meant 
bringing their business to life or pivoting their business in a year that most people are simply in survival mode. Mm. Why do you think this has been such a transformational year for you? I think the transformational aspect of this year came before COVID. Mm. Because, and I want to respond to, to, to that in a way that actually congratulates you and thanks you for what you did. It was like you were preparing me for 2020. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so I kind of jumped from 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 you with this excitement and this um, confidence because you did believe in me and, and, and you were my great encourager and you gave me these ideas and brainstorming delves deep and then it mm. just brings up mm. all this activity that you just can't, it's just amazing. It was like all these kind of little um, electric sparks going Mm. off with ideas. And so then I quickly jumped into 2020 with an idea, I'm going to start the studio. And then I was going to open it in March, but then Mm. lockdown happened. And so I'm thankful for that because I feel it would have been premature because Mm. when I love my own company, I, I like to be... I have that solace in my home, so it suited me very well, despite what was going on in the outside mm. world. It was so hard to hear what was going on, and I didn't want to buy into the fear. Mm. So I enjoyed the peace in the community, and it became quiet, mm. and it was re- it felt nurturing here in the street, but I, I did a lot of art. So I, I gave myself a really good, um, I guess, um, talking to as far as Sue you can do this you have permission to stay home you don't have to be at the behest of everyone and run around looking after everyone you can just remain at home and do your art you've got permission to do that so I did and that's when I, I, I painted these little miniatures Is I call them petites and I think I did about seven or eight which which I, I absolutely love. So my art was getting richer mm. and I was gaining more confidence. And um, it was really nurturing. You were able to mm. take the time and the space and you have created like nothing else. So if, mm. if anybody who's listening to this also <laughs> follows Sue's journey on social media, you'll know that she has been very prolific this year which Mm. I'm so thankful that you have shared this journey because for so many people as well who may not be interacting as often they get those little bursts of color through Mm. your work and Mm. it's really been cool to see you experiment and shift your style and and really not be afraid to to change things I imagine as an artist if you get known for a style and then you, yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, right? Yeah, because <laughs> yes, I'm here style and evolves. Thinking, oh, yes, I want to discuss yeah. that too, <laughs> yeah. style. Yeah, um, maybe, you can, maybe you can talk to me a little bit about that then. What, yeah. what things inspire you? We both have a love of the natural world. Uh, you really see beauty in mm. uh, everywhere. Mm. Uh, whether you are spending time with your grandchildren, whether you're spending mm-hmm. time out in the country, 
or whether you're here, uh, we live in a small city here in Newcastle, but there's still plenty going on. Um, you're able to really appreciate. So I feel like that appreciation of beauty comes through mm. in your work. Is there anything else that you wanted to share in terms of influences? Well, I guess I want to I wanna actually go back to encouragement because mm. the encouragement can influence as well and then I'll go back to what yeah. influences me when I begin a work. But I have very dear friends that believed in me mm. when, when I was at a really low point in my life but then also added to that was I want to be an artist but I'm never going to be an artist and I'm a failure because it's such vulnerability in putting your work onto canvas or paper because it's viewed and it's such a public statement that you're making. So these people believed in me and bought the piece and it was a very good price I must admit and I felt that it didn't really deserve it but at the same time they they loved it and so they commissioned uh, I think two or three more and so that generated I guess a flow of oh hmm, maybe I can do more for people because I saw that joy mm. and, and how much they really appreciated what I did for them and saw it on their walls so that to me it's almost like there's a deep gratitude for the people and there were others there were friends that were artists that have always believed in me and I yeah, so I didn't get that as a child, but then as a, as a grown woman, I got it from very, very good friends mm. that really loved me. Mm. And so coming back to now about inspiration, when I begin a work, I, I, I think, well, okay, I don't want to be known for this style. I, want to, um, I do colour. What can I do that's different? So that's where I'm at now because there was a familiar tone to every work that I would do. There was something whether it be squares or lines or something, and I thought, no, I actually want to make every piece different and unique. Almost like I'm painting for someone in the future that's going to take it home. Oh, I love that. And so I try not to do it for me, but I also, I want it unfettered. So I don't want it restrained with the pressure of me having to have it amazing so someone will love it. It's like, I'm doing this, because I love people, and I think I said that when you asked me about why I do art when we finish yeah. the coaching. And I want them to respond to it the way I've been responding to it when I'm doing it. So, you know, they're, they're looking at it and they feel this is for me. Yeah. And they have to take it home with them. And that's what I saw at my exhibition last year. Mm. But also yesterday, when I picked up an artwork from Cheaply East that had been there for a few weeks. And I'd had a coffee and then I, I got up and I, I said to Al, I said, okay, I'll take my um, painting home now. And then these two gentlemen who were regulars said to me, oh, is that yours? And I said, yes, well, it's great to put the name to the painting. And I said, oh, yes, and they, they said, it's lovely. And then one gentleman called me back and I had to actually bleep the tears back because he was just saying how much he loved coming in every day and sitting and having his coffee and his meal and looking at my artwork every day and it brought him so much joy mm. and he just complimented me so much with such a direct gaze and I, I, I had to literally make myself stand there, I forced myself, no don't make excuses, just stand there and receive it and that was probably... I guess 
the whole story of why I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm alive mm. and there's a reason for me to be here and the purpose is is bringing beauty into the world because there's so much ugliness and, and there can be but there's also a lot of beauty so whatever I can bring into someone's life with art I'll try and do the best I yeah. can so yeah when I, I left the, the cafe I was just so touched by this mm. lovely man mm. and his words oh, mm. that those stories you'll hold with you forever <laughs> hey? yeah. and I think something I want to point out this mm. was that was a theme actually that came up when we worked together was this mm. idea of giving and receiving and especially as the mother or the holder of the home or whatever mm. strong role you've taken in your life in that sense I'm speaking to you but I'm also speaking to the listeners as well as that you can be giving a lot and sometimes receiving a compliment receiving monetary value for your services mm. or for your art is a real mind shift that mm. we have to explore and I know that that was something that that yes. we explored when we were talking both about selling your work and pricing your work but also being okay with this being your time to receive <laughs> I know. yeah that mm. was that was a big thing because what's the point if I'm not receiving mm. you know I, I could just be collecting art and just be an old lady in a house, you know, with lots of cats and art around me, and, 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 and no reason for it. And, and as a Christian now, there's, there's faith in that whatever gift that God has given us, particularly me with creativity, that there is a reason for it. So that, that allows me to have faith in my um, gift, because it, it's God-given as far mm. as I'm concerned. So... Um, and that gives me a lot of joy. It takes the pressure off mm. because previously to that, it was all about what I can get out of it as far as validation goes. Yes, yes. From, from, from people. And they don't really care. It's me that was caring about what people thought. And you're at the mercy of that. And I was at the mercy of that. So there were nights where I was up all night just doing an artwork because I was driven to finish it to show people and look what I've done, you know, mm. this is, aren't I successful and mm. um, I'm now an artist but I didn't, I felt such a fraud mm. but now I'm just doing something that I'm born to do and it's becoming more organic and more natural and as I said, less restrained and I just push through, like when the voice, that fear comes in and it tries to stop me and prevent me, I just push through. And so the studio has got blank walls now. It's finished. It was painted yesterday and now the art will go up. And then the next brave step will be, okay, Sue, so you're going to have to put your opening hours up there and then open the door to people. Mm. And, and allow yourself to be more vulnerable to that. But I'm really, really hoping that people will love them. Yes, mm. yes. And I think we're going to be ready for that mm. as well. Uh, it's quite interesting that this whole process has unfolded in a year where especially those things like galleries and uh, 
these different areas of creativity, music, we've been so cut off from that in a, in a live sense and in an in-person sense yeah. this year yeah. that I think by the time you go to open, people will be really <laughs> craving it anyway and mm. uh, such a beautiful little space as well. They'll feel, feel really, mm. spa- uh, really safe and really welcome. Yes, because well. oh, yes, I love I love to be hospitable, mm. so to welcome people into my home that I'm familiar with, and then, yeah, where they will feel safe and build friendships mm. and relationships, because we, we're we here to have relationships, so we must, so this actually will form another community, who knows what, who will benefit them or me, others down the track, mm. um, but something else that I, I really am passionate about is, um, is children, so I've just had a meeting recently with a woman from Destiny Rescue, so. You do share your art with your grandchildren, don't you? Or encourage them oh, yeah. to. Oh I love, yeah. I love the playful art of children because they're uninhibited mm. and they just go, oh, just put that stroke there and that color there and their response is just so natural and what they come up with is amazing because there's, there's no preconceived ideas. Mm. And I could never copy it if I, if if I tried. You know, I could. The masters, you know, they copy realism and mm. history. But a child, they just they draw a bee or a butterfly, and it's the cutest butterfly mm. that you've ever seen in your mm. life. I could never do it if I tried. <laughs> and it's just yes, I lo- I love seeing them do their art. Yeah, it just gives me so much joy. Ah, oh, yeah, that must be a real <laughs> pleasure of. Yes. Of having those young ones in your life. I'd love, I'd love to have like a, a big grassy area with just um, covered in drop sheets and just big canvases of big, maybe just paper, big huge, you know, um, squares of paper and they just paint mm. children in little paint smocks and they just, so yeah. much fun. Oh, beautiful. Mm. I love that. Now I want to talk a little bit about artists and social media. I've had the pleasure of working with a few artists this year actually, a couple of illustrators and yourself mm-hmm. and the topic of social media for a lot of us in terms of putting our work out there is still not the most comfortable place for us to play in mm-hmm. yet it's also a really beautiful opportunity for us as well to be taken on the journey with our artists and I think something I remember I encouraged you to do when we first started working together was to document a trip that you took to take a painting oh, yes. away yes. with you yes. and, and gift it, to, uh, <laughs> deliver it to someone and yeah. also share unfinished work, share snippets of work, all of the different stages of your uh, process. Mm. How how has that been for you to embrace that and see this as social media is almost like a journal for you? Oh, I see. Yeah, it is a journal. It's a timeline mm. um, because I can reflect back on that and just see my progress. But also, I wanted to be obedient, I guess, to you. Because <laughs> I was like... Good I, student. I, I, felt, I felt like I just wanted to please you. But, yeah. but it was a good... It, it, it was very good-natured. It wasn't like I had to receive um, a pat on the back from you. It was like, no, 
Ruby's encouraging me and I'm going to do this to honour her. But it also felt right. Yeah. Yes, let's do this. So using that platform for that to document that trip was so much fun because I was constantly videoing it and then uploading it and that in its own was, was a lot of fun as well, creating the little, little um, I guess, mini documentary. But yeah, social media can also then allow me to show beginning to end. Mm. And a lot of people have actually responded to that really well and said, we love how you show something in the beginning and then it progressive stages along to the, otherwise you just see an end result, but it's good to see the work that someone has put in you know, like when, when an architect designs a home and then the foundations are laid and then everything, it's like what's going on in the city now, you're seeing everything from the bottom up. And because um, <clears throat> I love to see that as well on, on social media of other artists mm. and how I love how they, um, what is it when, when they film it and it's fast. What's time that? lapse. Time lapse, yeah. And I just find it fascinating. So yes, Instagram's been, I love, can't wait to get work up with Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I think a couple of things I would love to point out for people listening mm. is the process, documenting the process and how well that was received. It creates an air of suspense as well because mm. sometimes an artwork, if it's very realistic work, mm. then we, we can anticip anticipate what it's going to end up like. But with your work, sometimes it takes a journey in itself mm. and what it starts out like and then the layers that are mm. added and then mm. Sue says she's going away to get some gold leaf. She comes back, she puts <laughs> up some some shots of, of different areas where she's added other textures, gold leaf, etc. And so... We're taking on this journey, but we're also being given this chance to be surprised along the way. So mm. it's almost childlike and playful to yes. to share that that process. Yeah. And I think that's such a great way to look at it because we can be far less concerned about the result that each post is giving us. And is this mm. is there a return on investment for my time? And rather just seeing it as this is a place for me to document my process. Mm. And it's really cool, isn't it? Because mm. I bet with so many artists that we follow now, we get to go behind the scenes. We never got to go inside the studios of artists. No. no. From the, you know, mm. in the last maybe five to ten years that these platforms have existed, we've been able to. But prior to that, maybe you had a, there was sketches or a sketchbook at an exhibition mm. and you got to see a bit of the process mm. there. But now we're actually with the artist the whole way through. And mm. I think it's it's very empowering for us to be part of that and for you to be able to share that with us so you, you it's not like we, we want to stalk someone no but, no but but i i love the artists the abstract expressionists from the 40s and 50s and i'm trying desperately to find youtubes of the women back then of their process but there's not a lot because i'm just intrigued with how they lay a color down and and how they they the what what came before the end result because I'm, I love the process. I love building upon, and I guess that comes from being a, a dressmaker as well, from buying fabric to cutting a pattern out to then wearing the garment. Mm. I'm all about 
that, not, not really going in and to a store and I love the art, I'll take it home, but I want to know the story. Yes. So this, I love the story behind The End of Us Old. So then I, I think there was a time there where I actually went a little bit overboard with the childlike kind of that you mentioned before, um, highlights that I was doing or the, the, um, the videos, adding all this, this music and these little, you know, all sorts of little characters. And I had to tone it down a little. And just I've simplified it a little bit more, which and it's a bit cleaner. Yeah. But yeah. I try not to overload people with too much of the same artwork either, because I don't want to bore people mm. as well. Mm. So then you've got to bring in something new and fresh, and um, yes. I love how you've used mm. that experimentally though as well, and yes. not said yes. from the outset. My feed has to look a certain way and I'm constrained mm. by these elements, these colours mm. which we we sometimes we want it to look a certain way we want it to look good, we want it to meet certain expectations whereas you've used this past year to really try a few things oh that worked, it didn't work okay ne next, on to the next thing, let's do this instead mm. I didn't want it to be I guess um, seen as something that was just not serious, but then not too serious. So I had to come in the middle and think, no, yeah, I'm serious about this. Yeah. I'm an artist. I'm not just going to upload a, a, like a, a video of my art with little birds flying everywhere and sparkles and fun music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it actually is an artwork that I, I this is my career now. Mm. So there was fun and it was, come on take this seriously yeah 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 <laughs> so then I registered my business name and that was so profound for me I'm finally taking these steps to uh, realize my dream but also there's a real sense of community for me hence the laneway garden beside our house and Christmas decorations for the children at night because I really love to receive the response of joy from people when they see something beautiful mm. and that I think is carried through to my art as well it's not just something where I'm going to get money from or or accolades or validation which doesn't go anywhere it just stops there mm. it's it's about I'm receiving something and I'm giving it back mm. Mm. and there's a monetary value as well of course which which helps me then go out and buy more canvas and then build my business. So yes. <laughs> We've been interrupted oh, a yeah. few times <laughs> in this podcast. I, I want to share this with the listeners. Where Sue and I live in Newcastle, we have an Air, an Air Force base that's, that's a fair while away, about half an hour out of the city, but occasionally the F-18 jets do their practice flights and... They've been flying over and, and the microphone that we're recording with picks up every sound. Mm. And so there's going to be a few edits in this. So if you occasionally hear the murmur of a jet flying over, we're all good. There's nothing going on apart from the fact that they're doing their practice. Something I wanted to say on what Sue just said around taking your business seriously, being professional, I think that's there's small things that we can do, isn't there, to, uh, yes, take our business seriously, feel more professional, but in doing that, it's, it's a mindset upgrade as well that we get because 
one thing I say to clients is go open a separate bank account. And I actually got this from an interview that I did a long time ago when the podcast first started with beautiful Amber. And she said, make sure you have a separate bank account for your, for your business and see your incomings and outgoings. It's going to be so much better for your tax. But I think aside from that, whatever we can do when we're in the startup phase of our business to say, I'm serious about this. This is yes. my, this is my business. This is my next direction is, mm. is really important. So Thank you for pointing that out. Mm -hmm. I wanted to finish our conversation today by talking about what you hope for the future with your art, what you hope in terms of opening up your space and really sharing more of your art with the world. Mm. Are there bigger changes that you would love to see in terms of the way people see art or is it something on much a, sm a much smaller scale that that you dream about well i dream about probably being more fluid and relaxed in the way i approach my art um because i'm still working on am i at the failure even before i begin it's not as big as it used to be so i actually want to be able to eliminate that as best i can but perhaps it won't ever go because i think we all suffer from some form of feeling of vulnerable vulnerability and then and then I guess for me it was shame it's shame and so that fear of shame is was huge it's not so big now so I want to overcome that and I guess a sign of that would be that not that I'm a big name artist but that my work becomes more organic and natural for me to approach and then it's okay, great, I know what I'm doing and there's not these stumbling blocks that I go through mm. because that that can be, it's, it's really harsh sometimes to feel those stumbling blocks when you're going through the process of, of doing an artwork, but that might never go either. Yes, you know what I mean? yes, yes. So maybe my, what I'm hoping for may not ever happen, but it would be great. But I actually want this to be full-time. Mm. I want this, yes, this is... This is what's sustaining me in every way as far as a career goes and um, and fulfilling me. I want it to really fulfill me so that I'm excited about the day and getting up and starting an artwork. I would love a bigger studio where I can walk into it and everything is there where I'm not just doing it in this little space here. I just choose a corner and that's where I am. So I'd love a beautiful studio of my own and probably in nature because nature can inspire me a lot and the peaceful aspect of that and there was another um, part of your question in how you want people to see yeah that. how what what have, what sort of change would you like to mm. see in the world in terms of how your art can contribute to that oh so it will almost have I wanted to have almost like a biological nature because the art comes from my hand and I am depicting my story. I want my art to describe how colour moves on a surface and how it has a relationship with me and them also once it's completed. So I guess I want to do my art for those that are drawn to the idea of 
forming a relationship with my art because I have had them in mind. It makes the whole process so personal when people feel that they have been honoured and valued and therefore feel important. Um, so my fundamental reason for my art is to share a common purpose that that person may have with me. So it will probably attract that person because we will have similarities. You know, the person that, that shares a common purpose with me, there, were, there, there has to be something uh, twin-like <laughs> that we both carry because they're feeling, they're responding to what I've put down on the paper or the canvas. And it's a delight when someone stands back and they express it through their body language or their words. And I go, yes, yes, that's exactly what I was hoping you would say or what I was feeling when I was creating it during my process of art. So despite me wanting art for everyone, I do hope that my art will have a domino effect and uh, to be like when I listen to strings, particularly the cello, when I move to tears and I, or I become still and I feel the notes of the cello like a liquid rain on my skin, I would love someone to have an experience. It's almost tangible when they look at my art. And the cello and violin, they, they make my heart feel so alive and it feels as if I'm having a conversation with my art and the music, the three of us together. So I'm hopeful that the person who is who's viewing my art will be moved just as much as I am moved by that music. And I want them to feel what I felt when I painted the marks. And I might be looking into art too deeply, but I guess that's how I look at art. Mm. So when I see art, I'm immediately um, overwhelmed by it. It can move me to tears, particularly some Indigenous art. Uh, I love the vibrancy of that. Um, or it can make me feel... Uh, there's a lot of dark art out there as well. The, the, I can then respond to in another mm. way as well mm. and wonder where that artist is at that time or what he's going through or she's going through. Yeah, I just, I guess I just want to bring beauty into the world with mm. colour. Oh, I'm so glad we ended on that note. <laughs> uh, that's a mutual love that we have, yeah. Sue, and mm. we do it. Love we do it in our different ways, but mm. yes, ultimately the world will be a better place with more beauty and mm. with more appreciation of what we have. And mm. I think that you do that really well through your work. So thank That's you so really much good. for this thank conversation. You so much. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it.